Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on my talk. Uh, what a charade this is. Everything entertainment. What? Donna just gave the kind of involuntary <laughs> cough where you expect a solid object to come out of her throat <laughs> and then she just proceeded to clear her throat a couple of times no, and then, it, was hey like guys. A, it was like almost a sneeze and a cough at the same time and it came out through my nose it felt like a hospital cough <laughs> <laughs> you know like sometimes a death rattle <laughs> that's the last word i heard she was saying goodbye it just feels like a billiard ball was going to come out covered in slime <laughs> You know, sometimes when you hear somebody cough and they have like a really bad, they're they're dealing with something yeah. very productive, and then you know you just have to wait it out, and then you have to play it off like you didn't almost just witness a person pass away, and then they just start talking again, and the only thing you're thinking is, "Are they going to do that again?" Because I should record it, just so people believe I should me. Record it. Oh, it can be really alarming. Anyway, it was one of those things. Yeah. You know, thanks, know. thanks for letting it slide. On yeah, the absolutely. Low. You know, I got your You're back, like, there, lady. Always. We're buddies. Which we go and see. Uh, <laughs> we see uh, concerts on the weekend all the time. Oh my now. gosh, we went to Brooks and Dunn on Friday, uh, Saturday night. Saturday night, and the moon is bright. We're gonna head on over to the hipster to do something like that, right? I think that's a uh, nitty gritty dirt band song that you're referencing there. Still country, so it still counts. It counts. <laughs> it was Brooks <laughs> and Dunn. We've got. Uh, a- Sort of a, a review of the opening act, Scotty McCreary, coming up at 10. We'll talk a little bit more about that, a little bit more about the actual performance of Brooks and Dunn. Uh, but let us talk briefly about the evening. I did not know, and Donna, you kind of let me down. Why? So Sunday morning, sitting out, and my neighbor, Adam, yeah, he comes out. Lou and I are out there chatting, and I said, uh, hollered over to him, hey, How'd you like the concert? Because I knew he'd gone to the concert. Now, oh, yeah. I, I was forced to go to this concert, right? It's a obligation of the I station. I wouldn't call it forced. What would you Asked. call it, Donna? I didn't have an option to say no. I, I would have been canned. Do you feel bad for him? So I was forced so into bad. going to a concert. <laughs> so country concert. Oh, right, oh, they only sorry, sent me to, You had to go to a free concert? They only, oh, life is so hard. <laughs> and I was in a suite that was rather far right. back. But anyway. <laughs> it was perfect. I loved it. Um. So I, I don't know any Brooks and Dunn. Like, I don't know any Brooks and Dunn. The amazing thing was we were listening to song after song after song. And you would think, and I just found this fascinating about the lanes of music in which you can live in. I knew none of their songs. My neighbor Adam says to me, "This I was listening to my childhood there. When we were hearing these songs, I was Aww. just jamming out. And he said, you know, I don't know if you know this. But this was a reunion tour. Mm -hmm. I did not know that, Mm -hmm. Donna. I didn't know that Brooks and Dunn broke up in 2009. Mm -hmm. And then immediately I started thinking, I hope someone in a newspaper wrote the headline, Brooks and Dunn, D-O-N-E. Please tell Uh, me they did that. Probably. And Uh. it's called the Reboot Tour. And I thought, when I saw Reboot Tour, because they had it up on the screen, I thought they just meant like after a COVID hiatus and all of that. I didn't know that this was their splashback on, which explains the excitement. 
that was palpable at the X. Yeah, which is why the tickets sold out when we did bids for kids before we even announced. Yeah, before you know? like, hey, the first 10 callers. Right. And it was like done. We came instantly. back from the commercial break. Gone. So the the um, here's what I was taken by. Scotty McCurry, who we'll talk about at 10. What a great job. When Brooks and Dunn came out and they walk out and you see sort of the silhouette of these guys coming yeah. out on stage. And I don't know the jack about these guys except their name and that they're legends in country. That's all I know. Right. And then, man, they just hit the guitar and start singing right away. And the atmosphere in the X, which was already jacked up because Scotty did great and he'll headline someday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And he has. He just, you know, I mean, to open for Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, on Huge. an arena tour yes. like this, really big yes. deal for him. Um, and so we think he'll he'll lead his own arena tour someday, yeah, which will be great. cool. But when they came out, strum the guitar, start singing whatever the song was. I don't know the song. I think it was... Uh, Something about a man? And then a man and a not man. Not hard working man. Um, there's something. I don't remember. Point is. It's all a blur. When they come out, if it was already turned up brand in there. Brand new man? Brand new man. Brand new man. Because there's brand new man, there's hard working man. It was brand new man. Yeah. I it, saw the light. Yes, yes. Yes, people were going nuts. And if it was already at a 10 to borrow from Spinal Tap, this one goes to 11. Right. Because That's then. Right. Everybody, there was this communal, immediate singing and just yelling and like, yes, Brooks and Dunn is back. Yeah. And I appreciated watching that, though I knew none of it. I appreciated watching it and a little uh, pat on my own back. I said I would stay for four songs, maybe five. I stayed for 11 songs and all of Scotty McCurry, but then 11 songs. That was the longest I've stayed at a, uh, at a country awesome. concert. They were great. They're so good. They're so polished. Oh my gosh. And to hear kicks on harmonica was unbelievable. And Ronnie Dunn's voice, wow. Holds up. I mean, he's pushing uh, 70. 70, yeah. And his voice hitting some of those notes on that song, I Believe, which Jennifer Hudson has covered. Oh unbelievable it was like oh no oh no is he gonna pull back no he's yeah he hit high notes yeah, he went upstairs great. it was funny donna donna you know we're doing the concert talk which is a lot of loud music and then donna we keep leaning over into each other's ear oh and then you should really know this about blah 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 and at one point um you told me like oh this is a great song you're just gonna go oh country or something <laughs> and i was like all right and then we get to the chorus of the song. She's like, no, but it's the wrong song. So she's setting me up for failure. She already knows I look like an idiot. Play something country. Yeah, it was so much there, fun. Though. We'll talk more about this, like you said, at uh, 10 o'clock. We've got, um, we've got a little bootleg copy of some of the... Uh, some of the music we heard. Oh, yeah. We're going to gamble our radio license today you at 10 it, o'clock. And you'll buddy. get to hear uh, what it sounded like. In our suite. Hey, coming up at 11.30 today, here's the DTs for you. It's a Monday, which means we're going to play Cover Story, where DJ Rock Lobster will come on, and he has a list of a song that is performed by various different artists, and we can all play along. You try to guess who is singing the song. Um, it's kind of fun, so we'll put ourselves to the test at 11.30. 10.30, we'll play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, a brand new one. We just got through the musical Mayhem during the month of May. We'll see what uh, Mikey has in store for us. 
And at 9.30, I'm still watching all these docuseries. I'll give you the latest on the docuseries. Oh, my gosh, I love it. I watched a couple myself. We're docuseries people. Oh, my gosh. And I'm watching Matt Belanger's dogs starting last night. Oh, yes. And follow her. I'm staying at his house. At Valentine Donna on Instagram, she'll be giving updates of what it's like being a mother of a couple of corgis. So some fun (laughs) content that's already up there. So if you don't follow her, go do that now at Valentine Donna. When we come back, I made two purchases. You could argue that they're trendy. Or chuggy. Love it. Oh, is that a new segment? Trendy or chuggy? Oh, I love it. Let's do it. All right, we'll get into it. Tell you what I bought. When we come back, Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, guys. Hey. Donna here. Hey, Steve. Uh, for Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, we know that Minnesota, of course, is the land of 10,000 lakes and boating. Very popular activity here during the summer. So let me just say this as a PSA. Now is the time to be aware of how to stay safe on the water. Mike Bryant uh, tells me that anyone can operate a watercraft. I did not know that. Uh, Boating does not require a driver's license. And so boating accidents are typically caused by inexperienced boaters, mechanical problems, boating under the influence. And unfortunately, the majority are alcohol related. And statistics show that an intoxicated boater is 10 times more susceptible to being hurt or killed than sober drivers. Um, Listen, side note, there's almost always some form of negligence involved in boating accidents. If uh, you find yourself in this situation, get a hold of Mike over at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Welcome back to the show, the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We got Ellie helping us out. Hey, Ellie. Holly's... Taking some time <laughs> off, so we got Ellie for our first hour, and then big oh, Zamboni coming in at 10. This is how my brain works. I'm going to open email on my computer, but since I had just said, hey, Ellie, now in my search bar on my computer, I'm typing in Ellie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hoping that. that it brings up I Microsoft do that all the Outlook. time. Anyway, what a journey. I know. What a journey. And can we, ugh, all the updates on computers, everyone can relate to this, right? Oh, yeah. And none of your stuff is saved, and you're like, wait, where'd my email go? I have to now type in Outlook. And for for my home computer, to the Norton antivirus people, I get it. I'm living, I'm walking on the edge here. I've turned down your spyware protection for the next year. You don't have to warn me about it every day and say, hey, you naive simpleton. Right. You sure you want to risk everything? Just let me go. I said no once. Yeah. Let me go now. Quit harassing me. I'll Let me trash you. my laptop. It's fine. That's exactly right. Damn. Anyway. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. It's Don <laughs> and Steve from the radio. I made two purchases over the weekend. I can't wait. And I think that these might be relatable because I'm sure a lot of you out there either have these things or have thought of getting these things. And so I will give you my initial reviews of both. I cannot wait. First up, after like everyone going through the normal cycle it's like the stages of grief but it's the stages where are of, you anger right now well <laughs> where are you with with when you're contemplating buying crocs you go through stages of grief stages of all these different things so initially you do the right thing is this like buying a minivan where you're like oh, yeah we say you'll never get it yeah you're like i'm never gonna drive a minivan i'm cool dad yes I have a minivan. Exactly. i love my minivan i, love minivan. I can awesome. haul anything anywhere right. i have never actually been anti-minivan i've always i never went through that phase i've always been pro and to your point ellie i would argue pound for pound minivans not the point of this segment but minivans are the most practical vehicle on the road 
today. You And those seats fold down. You can take them out. You can put anything you want in the back. And I got news for you pickup truck people. I get it. You look cooler than me on the road. Great. Okay, set off your fireworks like I care. Here's the point. When it comes to like hauling a grill, let's say there's a fully assembled grill that you bought from the big box store, and they say you can take this floor model. I can put it right in the back of the minivan, mm. no problems. I don't need cables. Should I do that I for the cabin instead of an SUV? Yeah. Okay. I love I minivans. Love you really can't haul anything. I, I did a comparison like uh, when I was moving. We loaded up my minivan at the same time as we did my girlfriend's dad's giant Ford truck. Oh, you did wow. a side by side comparison. I got more stuff in mine. Of course yeah, because you, you got a roof. You can pack up the sides. Yes. And you didn't worry? You weren't looking in your rear view mirror like, is everything still tied down back there? You no. know what else, you guys? What, you can, you can camp in your minivan. I've done it. It's great. I had somebody <laughs> parked in front of my house on the cul-de-sac the other day with the curtains closed in the front. Ow. Hanging in their minivan. Slept there overnight. Yeah. Well, I don't know who that person is. Just needed to take a load <laughs> off. They had a minivan. Community. Back to Crocs. Okay. I made fun of them. I thought they were stupid. I tried a knockoff pair a couple years ago. Not, not good. Not work. recommended. Mm-mm. I go. I went to Shields. Shout out. Fun time at Shields. That's a very fun store to go around. I will say, yeah. didn't find a lot of um, items that were on any sort of aggressive sales. They have a little sales section. Um, so this is not like a discount warehouse. But if you're looking for a wide variety of things that are like, ooh, maybe I could use that. Ooh, it was fun. What took the kids on Friday? Anyway, I get them. Accidentally get size 14. Stevie Boy is a size 13. So I get them. And I'm like, yeah, these are fine. This is probably just what Crocs fit like. And Lou's like, you, those cannot be right. Those look like clown shoes. Your feet do not fit those. <laughs> and I was like, nah, they're 13. They were not. They were 14, guys. Anyway, got the 13s. Used them yesterday. As longtime listeners of the show know, I've become less and less comfortable wearing flip-flops because of my deranged feet. Hashtag Bunyan life. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't want to put those on display. And so the Crocs allow you to be not as hot as socks and shoes, but you still get a little ventilation, but your big Bunyan isn't out there for everybody to ask, you ever going to get that operated on? I don't need that question every time I'm going to a happy hour in the neighborhood. So now I've got the Crocs, but also I went and I was doing some gardening over the weekend and they're so useful because you can get them dirty, muddy, you spray can get them, wet. them off, yeah. whatever. Oh, I love Crocs. So I don't like the price. They're $50. They feel It feels more like a $35 product to me, but maybe in 20. six years they'll still be lasting and I'll be like, hey, what a great okay. $50 I spent. I tried a knockoff brand and they bothered me. They bothered my toes, I think. They weren't comfortable. <laughs> they were just weren't comfortable. I like you. they bothered my toes. Like we're supposed <laughs> to know what that means. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Like maybe they were too small. Like maybe I had to go up a size yeah, or something. Yeah, maybe they were ramming into the front, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I like Crocs. All right. So Crocs. Crocs was go. purchase number one. We All did right. that. You're, really liking that's it. That's acceptable. And I pretty much determined after one day in them. I said, this is my life now. I will be Uncroc guy. You're Uncroc dad. That's okay. Yes. I was at a, a flag football game yesterday with one of those big, 
you know, like I'm at the cabin hats on, the wide brim all around, and Crocs. And I was like, this is who I am now, and that's okay. Second uh, thing I got. Do, I, do you have the one with the, the veil? No, oh, like the, the mosquito? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but okay. I looked at that one. It's the same look, but I just didn't have the extra $5 to get You're the full. You're like, yeah, I didn't want to look like I was in the beekeeper. Handmaid's Tale. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Second purchase, uh, you might remember that weeks ago on Mother's Day, uh, Lou got scammed on Facebook thinking that she had found a deal that was just almost too good to be true to get yeah. Stanley, the big Stanley cups or travel mugs uh, for $12 each. They are generally $40 each, but it was this oh. Mother's Day sale and this whole thing. Then some people on Instagram said, hey, I fell for that same thing. I got scam alerts from my bank. Oh, man. And then I looked up the website. It was not legit. So we bought a few one for me, one for Lou, and then my daughter, with some of her money that she's earned, said, I want to go to Shields and buy this Stanley mug, this travel mug. It's very similar to a Yeti, but I guess all the rage is these Stanley ones, and I have one that is 40 ounces, and gosh darn it, I forgot it this morning. But they have handles, which is nice. They're big, 40 ounces, but they have a small bottom, so they fit in cup holders in the car. Oh, cool. And it's one of those, uh, one thing that I really like what about it, well, two things, but one that sets it apart. It keeps your hot, hot, your cold, cold. There are a lot of cups that do that. Uh, but Stanley apparently does it very well. But what I really, really love about it is it has a plastic straw. And if I may be vulnerable, Pappy no like you drink from stainless steel. Okay? I don't like to drink out of like stainless steel things. I want my mouth to be touching a rubber straw. Okay? Okay. All right. You and don't so, want a stainless steel straw? I don't want a stainless steel straw. No, it does not feel good on my teeth. I just, ugh, no. Oh, okay. But it comes strange. with a straw. Instead of like most Yetis, just have the normal, like you're going to put the lid up to your mouth yeah, and sip out of it. Like coffee even. I'm like, no, I'm not I don't want to drink like my that. water like that. I don't want to no. drink. So this one has a straw. And so I'm loving it. And I carried it around all day yesterday, was doing some stuff outside yesterday evening. And it stayed cold. It was great. I think I'm going to drink more water. And that's why I got it. Because people say they drink more water with this. All right. Well, You know, if you had asked me, can I do 10 minutes on a thermos? I'd be like, I don't think so. Honest to goodness. <laughs> I stand corrected. I feel like I didn't have enough time. I rushed so much of the back half of that story. There were parts I didn't get to, friends. But that's oh, just no. left to the imagination. All right. Thanks for sharing. When we come back, uh, the I'm watching the docuseries. Donna's watching the docuseries. Oh, yeah. Docuseries talk. Next. Hey, guys. It's Donna and Steve here to talk about Tria Orthopedics. We get it. Life can be busy. Mm -hmm. So when your back is out of whack or your knee pain just won't go away, it's important to get treated by TRIA. They have convenient online scheduling and walk-in care. Yeah, in fact, we've actually both been to TRIA for shoulder injuries. Yep, I went to TRIA when I had a really sore shoulder, probably from too much clanging and banging in the gym. Donna, do you know that I work out? Oh, no, uh, you never mentioned it a thousand times. It's true, I lift weights. You know, I hurt my shoulder, and guess what? They knew exactly how to treat me. Yeah, then you recommended them to me, and now my shoulder is feeling good again. Oh, and my doctor was so kind and answered all of my many questions. What I would do to have that kind of patience around you. Rude. So if you break your wrist, you tweak your knee, hurt your back, get treated by TRIA. Yeah, get world-class orthopedic care with no referral needed. Visit TRIA.com. It's why you're treated and how you're treated by TRIA. Hey guys. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. It's the Monday edition of our show, so that means we're going to be a little off 
Although, don't listen to Wednesday or Thursday by comparison because you'll find the same thing is probably true. We just like to use and, Monday as a crutch. Right, and Fridays as Friday well. Friday as a crutch. Absolutely. Wednesday is kind of like hump day. We're just there to help you get through. Tuesdays and Thursdays are really probably our best episodes of the week. Do we call them episodes? Do now. Uh, okay. I can't stop and I won't stop watching docuseries on I Netflix. love this about you. I do like a docuseries. I've always liked documentaries. I... I appreciate that sort of storytelling, and I have a very curious mind, so sometimes why I like going over to a docuseries is, or or the same reason why I might want to read nonfiction, I prefer that to fiction, is I want to learn something okay. so that I can okay. share it. This like, I really like that. Great. <laughs> I love that. So, although you won't like the docuseries that I just watched. Maybe I will. Try me. It's called Eating the Rich. Indeed. Yes. Literally or figuratively? <laughs> right. I hope figuratively. <laughs> it depends. What are you into? Depends which Netflix you're searching on. If you're Army Hammer. That's exactly. Right. Yeah, starring Army Hammer. Um, this is on Netflix. This is about the GameStop craze from a couple years ago. Remember when the GameStop yeah, stock there was in 2021? Stock. Ah. Because they, they manipulated things. Right. And they would argue yeah, that, I'm interested. that Wall Street manipulates it. So in short, haha, interesting choice of words, because there is a a thread, I don't know, a group, a subreddit, whatever, something on Reddit called Wall Street Bets. Got it. And yep. Wall Street Bets, if you remember back in 2021, when suddenly we were all caring about GameStop, or at least aware of it, Wall Street Bets was this group of people that were like, let's get this stock up there. And what they had found out was there were some hedge funds Hedge funds, for those who don't know, essentially where the very rich get to invest in money. Usually there's a certain buy-in where you have to have at least, you know, let's make it up a million dollars to be a part of this hedge fund. You can't come there and say, hey, I got $100 looking to get kind of frisky. Mm -hmm. No, you need to be rich. Okay. So some of these hedge funds they learned had taken out a big short on GameStop. And a short meaning, this uh, I'm not a pro with any of this, but shorting meaning they are betting that the stock is going to go down. So if I was if I bought stock in Tesla, I did a week ago. Yeah. I'm guessing it's going to go up. I could have taken well, a short position in Tesla, guessing it was going to go down. So if the stock went down, I make money. If the stock goes up, I would have lost money in that Isn't case. Isn't this just called betting? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> gambling. More, you can argue you know? the whole stock market <laughs> yeah, is that exactly. for sure. But it's uh it's these different positions. So you use the word, isn't this where they manipulated it? The Wall Street Bets subreddit, they're just people in basements and living <coughs> living <Sure>. rooms <clears throat> in offices who are saying they manipulate it all the time. So we already know that they're betting on this thing to fail. Could we turn this around? Here was the key difference. When you, if you put in $500 on Tesla stock, at worst... If Tesla stock goes to zero, you'll be out $500. Sure. If you short a stock and you're betting that it's going to go down, but instead it goes up, there is no zero there for it to hit. That stock can continue to go up. And the more it goes up, the more you owe on it. So a short is a more dangerous play. Because you will have to pony up in the end if the 
the yeah, stock goes up. Exactly. So again, for a Tesla thing, if you bought five hundred dollars in Tesla, you bought their stock, and it goes uh, to zero. It just totally crashes. You just lose five hundred. You lose five hundred. If you're shorting Tesla and you have five hundred dollars, and then it just keeps going up, 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 you you lose your five hundred, and then and you could continue to lose oh. money and more wow. money and more money. So I say all that because these hedge funds had huge bets and lost hundreds of millions of dollars because the GameStop community kept pushing it up and up and up. And then Elon Musk gets out and tweets game stonk at one point, which is some reddity term for stocks. And then boom, it goes up more and then it'll come down a little bit and then it skyrocketed up more. So hedge funds lost hundreds of millions. Some individual investors, one of the guys that you hear from, he put $25,000 in GameStop stock turned into $8 million. That's wow. a pretty good return That's on investment. I'll say. And it was, it was interesting too. You learned all of the behind the scenes things, how people started investing on Robinhood, that app. And then Robinhood at one point stopped trading. So you could no longer buy GameStop on Robinhood, which really upset all of the Redditors who were like, what the heck? Come to find out Robinhood is funded by a group called Citadel who also is buys into this hedge fund that had a big short position in GameStop. It, it, okay, it sounds confusing okay. as I'm telling you because I'm not explaining it. No, really I'm great. getting it. I'm but they use it. a lot of cool visuals that like help my simple mind. And I'm like, right. oh yeah, that's a bad thing. A lot so of memes are in it. they're connected to GameStop. Robinhood. No. No, no. GameStop or Robinhood is just a very easy place. They have gamified what investing looks like. So right. if I buy a stock this morning, confetti falls when you buy it. They send sure. you fun alerts. Robinhood is not a financial institution. They're a trading platform. They are right. backed. They have to have money because if you say I want a thousand dollars that I'm going to put on something and you're transferring it from your bank account, Robinhood makes it available to you immediately. Citadel, this financial institution, right. fronts them that money. Robinhood is just a platform. So they're like, all right, we want to make this available instantly so people can trade immediately and get that instant gratification. We'll deal with you, big banking company. Thank you for backing us. That's Citadel. Citadel also had a stake in a hedge fund that had a huge stake in GameStop going down. Oh, Citadel so, did. Okay. Citadel did. So Robinhood <laughs> said, wait, we need to, it's getting too crazy. We need to pause buying of GameStop. Game, uh, Robinhood users said, dude, that's not cool because then immediately the price will go down if you see a stop on buying. And then they find out you're in bed with Citadel. Right. And us, this doesn't make sense. I don't even think they sense. were the only platform that did that. I think there was a few stock platforms that halted buying on GameStop, and it made people really mad because it was like the market confirming we're protecting the hedge funds, but not this right. giant group of people who collaborated to buy in to protect a company. Right. And that's why they did it. Yes, exactly. They what was uh, what was the company that they had seen go down? Oh, Toys R Us. There, you hear mm-hmm. from a from a GameStop investor who said. I they like did Toys R Us dirty because there was someone who had taken a huge short position in Toys R Us going down and then that happened. But you it was almost like putting bad juju out there about the company. And so they were saying, wait, if you're gonna try to take this really negative position, I think that company's gonna fail. We're not gonna let it happen again. And so that was sort of the jumping off so point of them did, saving it. Okay. So did all these is there like a group of people who were in cahoots when they bought into a short it's like a reddit hedge fund it's like they were functioning like these hedge funds function but they were just on reddit talking about it 
And it was the individual okay. investors saying, hey, I'll, I'm just going to keep buying. Yeah, I'll, I'll get involved with that with either my $300 or my $30,000. Okay. We'll do this. But there were different hedge funds that had independently looked at GameStop and thought, that seems like it's going to go down. I'll short that. But they did it with millions and millions and millions of dollars. And then when that short did not go and instead it went hashtag to the moon, it they were out. It shut a hedge fund down. They just had wow. to shut down because wow. they had, I believe it was over a billion dollars in their portfolio losses as a result of GameStop going up when they bet big that it would go down. Okay. Is this all, is this all legal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you okay. could, I could bet on any company to go down today. A hedge fund could, they just have more commas with, they have more money to, to bet against it. Right. And then you can bet for something. And now they did. They had to go on like Capitol Hill. There was there was a hearing reg- that Robin Hood folks had to go there. There was a guy named uh, Roaring Kitty was his YouTube handle, and he was would do this live stream every day about GameStop, and he was really eccentric and crazy, and he would show you all these really in depth charts and why he thought it was going to go up. He wasn't just saying, "Hey, let's see if we can screw the hedge funds." He would show you charts and say, "Look, I ever this is going to keep going up." But also knowing that's creating more momentum because more people are watching, there's more chatter. So then you get groupthink, and it's like, well, if we all buy the stock, it's going to go up, right? That's just naturally right. what will happen. Right. Um, so they had to be talked to. That that live stream no longer available. He sort of hasn't been heard from on YouTube in the last couple of years. This roaring kitty guy who was the face of the GameStop movement. Wow. So he's gone away. Um, but it was, it was interesting. So if you're kind of... Uh, if you remember the GameStop saga and you found that interesting, like I said, I appreciated the how they told that story because it was meme heavy, a lot of just random, silly, internet-y bits of B-roll that helped to tell the story in kind of a modern uh, layman's language. Got it. Okay. So it's called Eating the Rich. It's on Netflix. We sh- I told Donna before the show, let's let's both buy a stock together. And it'll be our Donna and Steve show stock. And you said, I'll put in a thousand, you put in a thousand. Yeah. And he said, a thousand? <laughs> I'll give you a hundred. You said 80. 80. <laughs> Sounds more accurate. I yeah. Know. I mean, we could buy stock with 160 bucks. You could buy stock with a, a dollar. dollar. I know. Let's do it. What are we buying? Joanne Fabrics is really low right now, but then again, maybe it'll go out of business, but maybe it'll be the next GameStop. Mm. Sleep number's really low right now. I like finding things that are low to see if they could go up. It was like when Netflix tanked, they lost subscribers for the first time ever last summer. It was like last May. They they reported their first ever We Lost subscribers, and they lost 2 million subscribers. Now, they still had, whatever, hundreds of millions of subscribers. So my brother Scooty, not a trained financial analyst, texted my brother, John B. and I, and he said, hey, their stock just fell 50% after they lost 2 million customers, but everyone you know has Netflix. This doesn't make sense. Seems like an interesting time to buy. So it had gone from, like in a day, gone from pretty much $400 to $200, and it had traded as high as $650. Okay. So it went 400 to 200 after they had 2 million people go away. So then he said, let's all put in some money. We'll do it together. And we did, and it turns out since then they have not continued to lose. They've added advertising stuff, you know, like the added mm-hmm. the ad tier and all that yep. kind of stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and it's gone up a hundred percent. It trades at oh. over four hundred dollars now, but you bought it on a discount, 
So yeah. it went down 50% and then boom, you just double your money. Now it doesn't always turn out like that. Let me be clear. I also own Thank you. Carnival Cruise Line, which is not win- winning money. Winning money. See, I Stock sounded super talk. dumb at the end. Stock talk. Oh, well, you, you were going good for a while there. Whatever. Thank you. Uh, we got to take a break. I mean, what are we going to do? Well, wait, I want to hear what you watch. Can oh. you tell us after the break and then we get in to see something, say something? Um, or do you want to do it later? Sure. Yeah, I'll tell you what I watched. It's okay. weird. It's it's so bizarre. I'm trying to delay us getting to the story that you really don't want to get to next segment. <laughs> we will. I read I it and laughed should. out loud. You did? I, was like, I saw you write the headline, which says, no, 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 just no. Let's not talk about this. But she put it in the show I outline. I for you to look at. Then I go rant on my own account, and, and I start looking around, and I'm like, this is what she's got to be talking about without clicking on it. Yeah. See if yeah. You're right. All right. All right. We'll be back. We got to take a break. All right. Goodbye. Bye What's up? Stevie Boy here, and oh, what a night. That's right, I can tell you that's how you're going to feel when you arrive at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for a special night out. Kicking it off on the main stage, it's Jersey Boys. It's an incredible journey that takes you behind the scenes and behind the making of the insanely fun music that made Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Fantastic summer night out. I'm telling you guys, got dinner and a show package. Jersey Boys. It's going to be a great show, and it's right here in our backyard, Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. You know there's something for everybody at CDT. How about uh, the concert series at Chanhassen? Coming up is the Power Ballads. Remember those 80s big hair bands? Uh, these are all final performances for Power Ballads, so don't miss it. Also tributes to Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Garth Brooks, Gladys Knight, and tons more. What about Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret? How about every Friday and Saturday night? Dishing out laughs. Tickets start at just 28 Bucks. Do yourself a favor, get some entertainment this summer. Visit ChanhassenDT.com. Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, always entertaining you. Hey, everybody, welcome back. The John and Steve Experience, My Talk 1071. Uh, I bring us back to give you this reminder coming up at 1130 today. We're going to do cover story. We got DJ Rock Lobster who comes in. If you, this is one of my favorite games uh, that we play. We play a lot of fun games, but this one, uh, Rocker will find a song that has been covered many a time over, and then he will play them. And maybe there might be eight people in a row that have covered it. And he does this really cool mashup of all the different voices. And with your own little sheet of paper, you get to write down and see if you can identify all of the voices in order. Donna has never won. How dare the game? You? That's just the the objective truth of the matter. Mike uh, Zamboni has won one time. I've won the rest. I've won when you weren't here. Cover story? Yeah. Huh. Huh. Did you really? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. But was it just a heads up you versus Belanger? I think so. Okay, that doesn't count yeah. with that clown. Right. Respectfully. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can say that because he's in Iceland. Hey, yeah. if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? If you say something and you Time for if you see something, say something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I should do something crazy to his house while he's gone. Oh yeah, I would. Uh, you know, do like rearrange. Spray paint. The, oh, that's good too. I was thinking uh, rearrange his furniture. Maybe. Oh, that could take really. A painting. Oh well, that's okay. So we're, we have different sort of things here. One is a fun prank; the other is theft. Put a oh, put sure. a put a uh, an air horn in his cupboards. Oh, so when you open the door, I, it, I, it, 
is just like <laughs> naturally does it. I did that to my roommate once. Yeah, you can prime it so that if they open a cupboard, it, it'll just set off an air <laughs> so horn. Funny. Oh my gosh, that I would wouldn't want to do that to the dogs, dogs though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. true. Yeah. It would be mean to the dogs. I'll what if since he's a out. newsman, if you um, painted like fake news on his dining room wall? <laughs> well, now you're talking about another crime. That's true. All right. Um, Fill his bathtub with Jello. I don't know if anyone has or any how ideas. About this? <laughs> Definitely no. send us an email, what Donna if, and Steve Show at mytalk1071.com. What if he came back, opened the lid to his toilet, and oh, it was good. just filled with eggs? <laughs> Soft, that's funny. Boiled eggs, just there, there, raw eggs. That's funny. By the way, deep teas because we're required to do one yep. an hour. Yep. Coming up today at eleven fifty. Egg talk. <laughs> what? I have I have interesting news okay. about eggs. Great, I cannot at eleven fifty. Scrub ahead to hour three of the podcast if you can't wait. All right, all right. Here's well, the docu series that I started watching, and I was somewhat familiar with the story only from like maybe twenty twenty did a special on it or something. Um, my friend Nancy kept saying, you've got to watch this and tell me what you think of it. And I was like, is this about the da-da-da-da-da? And she was like, yes. So it's called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. And it is the strangest story ever. It is about an Indiana couple who adopted a girl from Ukraine. And they thought they were adopting a six-year-old. But Evidence to the contrary Mm. made them realize, hey, something isn't right here. They became convinced that she was an adult impersonating a child. And they ended up abandoning her because and then it set off this international like media frenzy. And then they were accused of parental neglect. You got to hear their story. It is just bonkers. They adopted this this little girl who they thought was from the Ukraine who had an extreme form of dwarfism. Oh my God. And it just, the the story just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Oh my God. Um, but anyway, it I'm is, just reading episode descriptions right now and I'm like, what the bleep? Like how they discovered, you know, like, wait a second, this might not be a six year old. Oh Lord in heaven. It's super... Which one of your weird friends told you to watch this? Nancy. Nancy. I also heard Colleen talking about it. I believe it was Colleen. Yeah. And it's like on um, ID. I don't remember where I was watching it. Uh, Max, I think. It's also a horror movie. Orphan. Is it about the same? Probably. Or either way, like it came out like the early 2000s. Um, But it's a great movie. I love that movie. But it's like that's the principle of... Really? Yeah. 2009, that movie came out. Okay. Maybe. Because it, it's been years since they adopted, years later. I mean, this is years after this whole story. But anyway, that's what I'm watching. It's bonkers. If you want to watch it, just Google. You'll find it. You'll find it. Thanks. <laughs> Max has it. I think Hulu has it as well, but you, you might. there might be multiple places where you can watch it. Okay. Bye. You get to choose what we speak about next. Kevin Costner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with K K Cos? Now you tell me.
Uh, there's some rumors as to why perhaps his marriage is ending. Oh. And it might have to do with some financial things that he has done or maybe most recently did. He has admitted that he mortgaged his 10-acre estate in Santa Barbara in order to fund a pet project. It's a four-part Western franchise. He loves these Westerns. I do, too. It's called Horizon. He's been trying to make it for the past 30 years. This is the guy who brought us Waterworld, right? Among other things, Donna, yes. (laughs) The biggest financial (laughs) flop. Exactly. He's reportedly raised half of the $100 million budget himself. He says, quote, I did it without a thought. It's thrown my accountant into a bleeping conniption fit. And by accountant, he means wife. Donna! (laughs) But it's my life, and I believe in the idea and the story. There have been rumors um, that his marriage with Christine Baumgartner, which came to an end earlier this year, that she left him because she was tired of his obsessive commitment to his work. This new detail might they're they're you know the internet's trying to make sense of it all and they're suggesting perhaps is this it like not only do i want to work and this project is really important to me but I need to tell you something about our property in santa barbara i mortgaged it so that we could we could fund this, this project and we're moving to montana you know thank you so. you know what it's not like it's the only property he has he lives out west, like out in that Wyoming. Oh, wow. This is yeah. interesting. We've got a licensed real estate here, everybody. Call now with your real estate questions. <laughs> what do you know about his property portfolio? I just read. I, he's got a place near Montana. I'd be mad. I'd, I'd be yeah, mad, I'd, mad. I'd be mad, but also, what has she contributed? Donna. What? Donna. Donna. <laughs> oh, gosh. Donna, it's uh, D Valentine at mytalk1071.com. <laughs> I say these things in jest. <laughs> I've always thought <laughs> if one of us gets this show canceled, oh, I do it'll think definitely it's be, be me. I oh, definitely <laughs> fully uh, accept that. All right, Ellie, thank you so much for hanging with us. We've got Zamboni coming in next. He's got a dirt alert. And then our our review of Brooks and Dunn and Scotty McCurry in concert here this weekend.